1: Coming to you live from downtown Detroit. This is Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep. Good morning everybody. Happy Wednesday. Hope you all are having a good start to your day. I'm Spencer. There is Dennis. There is Joel. We got a lot going on today. I guess we can say earnings season has begun with Delta Airlines and JP Morgan reporting today. The rest of the banks report tomorrow. We gotta to talk Apple though, probably off the off the hopper today. Apple headline out. Yesterday, after hours, they have cut their iPhone production forecast. Why? You know why? There's not enough supply of components. They can't get components for their phones. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about inflation. Don't forget, 8.30, Dennis, go wide. CPI out for September. Today at 8.30, we're going to go really wide on 8.30, and we're going to talk about that number as well. We'll take questions from our chat. Let's throw it to Joel. Let's bring Joel's
2: charts on. Joel, good morning, have we bought, bought
1: or sold the rip yet?
2: Oh man, we already it went, what a crazy the Apple and uh Bullard uh talking about rates going up and uh, but it was by the dip again. Uh we're up ten and three quarters handles at uh forty-three fifty-one fifty. Only one relevant number on the upside, and that would be the high from yesterday at 4365. Uh, Coming back on the downside here, CPI number. If they don't like it, maybe you see the close at 40.75. Crude pulling back, uh, trying to stay in that $80 handle, down 63 cents at 80.01. Uh, gold. We talked about it yesterday. It's having a good day, up sixteen ninety at seventeen seventy six ten. Silver futures waking up too. They're up forty four cents at twenty two point nine five five. Uh, Bitcoin pulling back, but ooh, healthy. Look at that fifty five k just standing there as support uh down 205 as i said at 55 610 Thorium's just been quiet look at those tight little ranges there up 475 at 34 93 50. so uh earnings is finally here for uh jp morgan we got apple news we got a lot of stuff to cover triple d your head must have been on a swivel there with a four to
3: four thirty.
2: yeah it was know. great i was that was some good action
3: yeah, but you know what? It hit. So the Apple iPhone news hit right at 4 p.m. And it's like, you see Spy Start Tank, and you're like, what? And then I missed part of my closing hedge on Spy. Of course, you miss part of your hedge. Oh. on the sh- And it never works in your favor. When you miss the part of your hedge, it never works in your favor. And I missed shorting a bunch of Spy on the clothes that I was supposed to short. So then I'm long stocks. And then Spy Start's tanking, And I'm like, oh, great never works in your favor so then you're trying to work it all out but i mean at the end of the day um you see apple it's come back here once again by the dips come back so give us the headline that broke right at four o'clock
1: this was a report that apple is likely to slash their uh projected uh iphone 13 production targets uh for this year by as many as 10 million they they may produce as much as 10 million fewer phones than they thought they were going to because of prolonged chip shortages this was an according i want to say it was bloomberg i gotta be honest i don't remember who who broke it but i think it was bloomberg but that was the headline right after the bell yesterday
3: well i will tell you i am participating in that chip shortage because i have ordered my new (laughs) iphone 12 (laughs) mini i'm trying to get rid of this five but it's been ordered Good here for now. They told me a couple of weeks. It has now been one month. So no call, no call from Rogers yet. We're waiting on my 12 mini to come in. The reason I went the mini is because it was the identical size to the five. I don't want a bigger phone. Got so out. went to 12 mini. They said it should be in in a couple of weeks. It's been one month. There is still nobody calling me to tell me my new phone is in. So again, that's I'm participating in that.
2: Uh, you had a quick drop and then that the after hours you know goes off the board at 139.50 and then just uh shrugged it off opened uh, higher uh, than at 8 pm close uh, I look at yesterday's close 141.51 down 77 cents uh that'd be that that'd be resistance for now coming back on the downside you are below the low from yesterday this tough that's a tough chart. I, I, uh pre market low. I'll use that as a target on the downside, but I don't doesn't feel like we're going to get down to one thirty nine twenty six. That's only a buck thirty away. But uh, Apple just uh, selling off here and continuing to get hit with some bad news, losing lawsuits.
3: Yeah, but let's be let's look. It's significantly off the lows, so not great news whatsoever. When you you know we've been talking about the autos getting how chip shortages. Now you obviously got Apple. You know maybe it wasn't completely unexpected, but we're bouncing back and if you would have told me that Apple is getting hit pretty hard and, and talking about chip shortages and obviously supply issues, then I would have thought that, okay, the whole NASDAQ is going to follow suit. That is not happening today. QQQ ripping higher, actually up more than the IWM, which I would not have expected. I would have expected rotation out of tech into so you know the IWM because we've seen this rotation been happening over the course of the last eight months. Today everything is kind of ripping higher here, so spy's lagging a little bit, uh, but overall, I mean, good day for QQQ considering Apple's not doing that well. And then if we jump into this, jump into the suppliers, the suppliers really aren't doing that well. And maybe we should take it there right now. So if you look at SkyWorks down four bucks, look at AVGO down four bucks, look at Cirrus Logic CRUS is down a buck here too. I mean, Qualcomm, again, and it's got its own news, is trading up, but it was trading down initially on it. But you're seeing the Apple suppliers get dinged here, which they should. Uh, but I, I'm impressed with how well the overall tech market's holding up, despite
2: the Apple news. That seems like a lot of phones. 10 million? Less? I mean, how many do they sell? I mean, how many do they usually sell? I mean, that it's a seems a lot, to... but I'm, I'm one lot. of those
3: 10 million. They can't get, get me my phone. Waiting. Everybody and says they and cool the other it. thing that sort of has been made
1: clear to me, I think it's obvious at at, at this point, right? Is Apple. And someone said this in the chat because they they are like the, the the supply chain kings, right? Them and Amazon. Apple kind of sets the tone for like the entire technology industry like, sector. It's in terms of like supply chain production, um, feeling right. Like like how good or bad like the industry's feeling about, about uh, supply and demand is like Apple kind of sets that tone because they're, because they're, the, they're the largest tech company in the world. Right. So for Amazon to come out and say, yeah, it's probably not what we thought it was going to be. You know, we're not going to be able to, to produce the phones we want. That probably ripples throughout the entire tech sector in the coming weeks. Why is
3: QQ – That's what you would think. That's logic, Spencer. You're using logic, and that's what I would have thought last night too when QQQ was I'm, trading I'm down. Mistake. Why? Why does QQQ? Why is QQQ trading up a sixty here now this morning, despite having Apple in there? What is the reason? <sighs> Just to screw everybody <laughs> that has that thesis. Um. Well, what's. What's
1: like uh, Facebook doing? Today? What's Facebook's up a little bit? It's it's just, when's the you know, last time every, Apple every did tech this. stock
3: is trading up except Apple? But it wasn't that way last night. They were all trading down, and then separation happened. So I guess they don't think that the market thinks this is just an Apple problem, which is absurd. So I don't know. I part of me thinks, well, you should be selling tech stocks into this rally here this morning, uh, which I've been saying for a while. You know, in a higher inflationary environment, tech isn't going to. Do as well, but it's impressive. I'm actually impressed that QQQ is up here. I would have thought it'd be a QQQ massacre today on that headline, and that did not. That has not happened. So we have any, that's any makes me have to for this? change my
2: thought process a bit. Didn't Apple do this? I can't remember when, but didn't they have to cut? Per, I mean, there's always been rumors or analysts comes out. I but I can remember one distinct time. I don't know. Maybe it was a couple yeah, years yeah, ago. Joel,
1: Joe, I think you're right. Um, let me see here. It had
2: dipped and then it, it just it shrugged it off. I, I can't. I wish I could remember when that was. But well,
3: this is uh, every stock. Joel, like every tech stock eventually shrugs off its bad news. Nobody shrugs it off better than Oracle, which misses every single quarter. And every single quarter, you come back to the stock three weeks later, and the stock's gotten all the losses back. And then another three weeks later, it's making new highs. And if you look at Oracle's at all-time highs here. Once again, full disclosure, I'm long Oracle in my long-term investment portfolio. I'm up about eight, 900%, I think, in it now. So it's been a good long-term holding. Uh, but, I mean, this is tech stocks, right? You know, everybody's just got the buy the dip mentality. Kathy Wood buying CRISPR last night. The buy the dip mentality in tech has been rampant forever, for 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 a decade, and that can, has continued to work. So, I mean, maybe that's just what it is too. Last night, you see Apple down, people buying tech stocks on the dip, and now they just get overexcited and they're actually buying it on the rip. I, I don't know. I, I it, it's a difficult market to call here. I'll just say that. I still think we're going to all time highs, like Mr. Spencer Israel thinks, but. I'd rather own
2: iwM than QQQ right now that idea iwM I mean you just look at that and it is just the ranges it's right in the middle of the range that you've had uh, since February smack dab in the middle and the ranges are getting smaller too uh well we're only hitting, there's we're a on lot more out.
3: inflation hedges in the iwM than there is and I mean if you want the pure inflation hedges we know you go commodity so, and like I said, I bought I bought more lumber stocks yesterday. I bought steel on the pullback. I've been buying physical stuff. And I, I guess my best hedge is this house I'm building for inflation hedge because <laughs> I can't even keep up with it as I'm building the house. So hopefully it continues to inflate after it's built. But this is the market that we're in. It, it, is it different this time? Like is, Or is it just eventually going to go back to a tech wins the day you know, we, do, we don't care about inflation. We're just going to buy tech stocks anyways. That's the no exact the opposite of what we talked about yesterday.
1: I don't know. <laughs> That's, I'm not
3: because I've been selling tech stocks I don't and know buying either. some, you know, like, and obviously, you know, we know I own Nucor, but, you know, I wanted to buy USDL. I didn't get that. I did buy Cleveland Cliffs. I did buy, it's called Can4 or in, this, in in Canada because I'm Canadian, but it's a big lumber supplier, big lumber uh, stock in, in CFP and the TSC, if you're following in Canada. I bought more of that yesterday. Um, I, I just think the physical, I want to own some physical stuff. So, yeah, I'm yeah, and- trying and, and and it depends on how you're positioned too, right? I've been, my, my portfolio has been long tech and, you know, too too long tech for a long time, and it's worked really well. I just look at my portfolio being like 40% tech probably. Maybe fifty percent tech, and thinking I want don't want to be quite as long tech right now. So I've been using tech rallies, which like we have today, to lighten up some of the tech stocks. And it's not even it. Sometimes it's just you know a re you know the reallocation because the stocks have grown so much. I don't think my portfolio started as like half tech, but it's just like that's what's grown the most. So you have all these stocks. Like I said, you know Apple. If I add up, I'm I'm long Apple. I'm long Amazon. I'm not long Facebook. I'm long Microsoft. You know you're long Google. And these things are just up so much that they start to take over your portfolio just as they've taken over SPY. So, I mean, if you really are starting to get spooked, it's, you, you, you got to lighten those things up a little bit and maybe reallocate to other sectors. Nice. And other sectors have been working. I mean, the banks have been working very well. We're going to get a CPI number, which is going to dictate what the next move is. And maybe that's a good segue into JP Morgan earnings because it's next on the list. But, um, there's a lot of information coming, but if you're, you know, sitting all just tech stocks in your portfolio, I think you're reallocating. I think you're reallocating. Uh,
1: Earnings per share this morning from J.P. Morgan, $3.74 versus a $3 estimate. Revenue, um, a slight beat as well. Uh, about thirty point four billion versus twenty nine point eight billion estimates. So they beat on the top line revenue, beat on the bottom line earnings. They released a little over two billion dollars in credit reserves. Um, what else did they say? Um, a few other headlines in, in the Benzinga Pro: um, Growth investment banking revenue up forty five percent. Total markets revenue were down five percent. That includes, I think, a. Uh, charge back or something um so look the headlines seem okay and again re- releasing credit reserves generally uh, seen as as a good thing
3: Bank earnings seem to never matter that much it's you know after a day they're forgotten and then they just all start moving together I mean I'm gonna talk relationship based trading this Saturday. But the banks, you know, I pissed and trade all those things. And what's that mean? There's like five, six, seven of the majors, and they all moving up and down. One's moving up, one's moving down. I short the one by the other. And they seem to bring themselves back in more often than not. Um, besides Wells Fargo, which has obviously been a perennial disappointment, you bring those charts and you look at the banks. They all look similar. Um, Goldman Sachs, Morgan Stanley are their own breed to a certain extent. So I like to pair those two on their own because they were never pure banks like the others were. Uh, so a lot of other businesses, obviously in there, but JP Morgan, I don't know what to say on the charts on this. So I'll throw it to Joel here. We had a breakdown the last couple of days ahead of we the did. number. Now you get a little pop. It, 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 we're going to get all the other banks tomorrow. We're going to bank America city, Morgan Stanley, Wells Fargo Goldman on Friday. I mean, they're all coming. So we. Get, this is the first. So far, so good. I'll say, but you never know what the bank's going to do until after nine thirty, because sometimes what they do in the pre-market is the exact opposite of what's going to happen when the big money comes in. I don't
2: right. think they like this report. Like, Why? Yeah. Uh Well, because I thought that it would. You know, you've had your move. You got a triple top at one seventy one fifty, which is huge. You got a double close at the old time closing high, one seventy twenty two. And you've had a two day break. And I, I would be thinking that if you know, if they like this, they they easily would take half of this move back get it to 168, 168 and a quarter, hold in there for a couple of days and take a stab at a you know a new all-time high. I mean, I just keep looking at this move in JP Morgan from 152 to 171 and a half in like two and two and a half weeks, three weeks. It's digesting the move. I mean, if it's not going to bolt up and and you know, get momentum off a good earnings report, I don't know. I just don't think. Just looking at the chart, they sold it into the report. It did hit 164. I don't know why they would knock it down to 164 in that report. But I would just, you know, <laughs> there's no daily level there. There's no daily high or anything. Uh, 168 and a quarter. It just that's that's my number. Got to be above big there movement
3: off the TLT. So you're gonna see movement. Oh CTI yeah. CPI number coming. What's the TLT gonna do? TLT is trading slightly higher today so far. That typically is bad for the banks. There's an inverse relationship there, mm-hmm. so keep an eye on that. If the TLT stays strong, the banks could eventually roll over. So you have that fighting it right now. It's J.P. Morgan a pretty good report, but the TLT is higher, which would naturally want to bring the banks down a little bit. But that could all change after 8.30 when we get the CPI number.
2: Right, and I mean, we're supposed to be having higher rates, and that's, that is That is good for banks, but I mean, it's just an incredible move. And uh, it's digesting it. We'll see if uh, you know how it moves off the, uh, the CPI number. I mean, I guess we did have we had the big move uh, at the end of last year, right? We went to 100 to 120. then we had another leg up. So on the monthly it should, certainly looks like it still hit. you know, just based on those moves, more room to go. But let's see how much it gets back today. Once as I mentioned, one sixty-eight and a quarter is my number for that.
3: How are the other banks
1: reacting here this morning?
3: They all move together. So yeah. it's amazing. And and I've said that before, is even on earnings reports. It, uh, so if I'm doing hedging like let's just say for whatever I want to take a stock through a report and it's you know I got a loose relationship with something like a UPS FedEx you can do like I would you have to do the laggard more than the leader with the banks you almost can still do one to one they just don't move around that much i mean if it's a really disastrous report jp morgan's gonna be down but bank america Citigroup, group morgan saying all of them are gonna be down with it too so they're all trading slightly higher here on the JP Morgan good report But again, TLT probably weighs on that a little bit. Remember, there's always more factors involved. So if if we didn't have the JP Morgan report, the banks would probably be slightly lower because the TLT is higher today. That inverse relationship is very strong. So I think it's the JP Morgan report holding up the banks here this morning. But again, let's see what happens after 830. I think we should revisit the banks in 10 minutes.
2: Okay. That's fair. Yep. 821. Yeah. You got that number coming out at 830. And the way these numbers have been, I mean, they've been, I'm not even going to ask you what the estimates are because they just have been all over the place, right? Well, uh,
1: I, yeah. I mean, the the spin, if I were at the Fed, I would say, well, they have been going down on an annualized basis. Um, But, it's still pretty high is <laughs> probably the takeaway. So we'll, we'll go over that in, in a few minutes here. Uh, let's pivot to the airlines for a second only because we've got Delta Airlines reporting this morning. EPS beat, sales missed by a smidgen. Here's the headline, though, for me. The CEO says that they expect to see revenue get back to 2019 levels in 2023. So another two years before the company gets back to the pre-COVID revenue. That's to me, is the big takeaway.
3: Um, the report was fine. I, I again, if you're gonna own a reopening trade, I'd much rather own the cruise lines. So I'm just gonna stick with exactly what I said yesterday. Um, I think the the airline's still gonna have it tough because I don't think business travels coming back ever to the way it was. So I'd rather own the cruise lines. I think they're both moved together. I think the cruise lines are better. So I'll leave it at that.
2: Uh, and i'll just say right now just you know based on the uh the pre-market trading and the trading over the last two days you hold 42.75 you'll turn and go up and maybe uh and maybe test that close at 43.54. uh below 42.75 i'm not even gonna pay much attention to that 4237 that's the other daily low i'd look closer to 42. so you got a technical setup if you like the if you like the board, you like the trading action. You're open into a double bottom. See if it holds. I just I want to want to hold on to it for dear life. Coming back on the upside after being down, then up. Uh, keeping eye on that close forty three fifty four.
1: All right, it's eight twenty three. We got seven minutes before the CPI number, so let's just chill. We'll sit on that for a few minutes, and then at, at around. Uh... A twenty-eight or so, I imagine. Dennis will want to will want to hop off and uh, mm-hmm. let's and, go back into buyback
3: into central here. Yeah, we had, we had, had multiple last buybacks night. last night. Bring up yeah. the chart of Qualcomm because it was trading down with the Apple news initially. Obviously, the news we know broke at four p.m. Eastern. Um, for the Apple news. And if you see Qualcomm did take a little bit of a hit there, getting down under 121. I'm sorry, under 122. 122, And then the headline breaks... I feel like around what 445 something no, like No, it that. was
1: 430. It's 10, 430. $10 billion buyback for Qualcomm. Yeah,
3: huge buyback. The stock just absolutely rips higher on every algo that algo trader. That seems like there's a million algo traders out there right now. They overshoot as they always do, up to 126 and a half. It's kind of settled in, 125-ish. It helps that Apple has bounced back a little bit here as well um huge buyback i'm long qualcomm long-term portfolio don't intend to trade it don't intend to do anything else with that it. um it's 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 been coming down it's a nice snapback rally are these are the kind of stocks you want to own right now i don't know um i'm not selling it because I'm, I'm i'm been in it for a long time and i'm just you know i need to stick with some te- core tech holdings qualcomm is one of my core tech holdings but I don't know if I'm buying it into the two, two fifty dollars pop thinking it's getting another five, six bucks off this. I think it kind of prices priced it where it wants to be.
2: Uh, you got some great monthly support. Um, if you, you know, if you choose to lean on the monthly levels, right. Uh, Coming right down here, the $122 area. Look at that. You've hit that 122 123 several times. So if you're leaning on it for a swing trade, must-hold area. Maybe they're looking at the monthly charts when they decided to do their buyback. Yeah. What I'm the the negative here to be negative, Nelly, is that you haven't even taken out your two day high off this. This thing's been hit pretty hard. Pre market high, the initial spike was the one twenty six fifty. But I think if this thing is going to have some jets and rally today, you should easily, you know, should easily get up to one twenty seven twenty three, and that's that's two bucks away from here. So they like it. It's up a couple bucks. I don't think they love it. What is your uh, what you're obviously up from the close? Your three day close actually stopped them dead in its tracks. Your three day close of one twenty-six fifty-five and boom, it hit one twenty-six fifty and right back down. So street not getting super carried away with this one. I'm this not overly excited hard. about it. Yeah, it major takes, resistance blah. up
3: at one thirty, talking against my book here because this is blah. a long term portfolio. Um, I'm I'm not that excited. It's a nice buyback. It's just this this sector is just not in favor right now. Some of these tech stocks, are smaller and this is a big one actually. Obviously, this is just not in favor. You can see the chart. So you got everybody caught. Bagholder Central. I think you sell. I think I you had it on for a trade. You're using the rip to get out. But you know, it's only two, it's only up two bucks. It's not up much on it. Yeah, it not really on much news. at all. I would have liked to have seen a bigger pop. And then you have international paper. Same thing. Same story. Yeah. They're doing a buyback as well. <laughs> What's interesting about this one, though, and when I read the headline, I was like, oh, dividend or uh, buyback and dividend raise. And then I looked at IP and it started going down. And I'm like, why is IP going down? And then I went back to the headline. I was like, oh, my goodness. It's not a, a buyback and a dividend raise. It's a dividend cut. So very rare. I don't think in 21 years I've ever seen that. Where I We do have that? a buyback announced with a dividend cut. Completely because obviously you can do two things, you know. If you're giving out money to shareholders, you can give them buyback. Well, there's more, you can retain the earnings, but if you're giving the money back out, you give it out as dividends or buybacks, really. So I look at it and think, well, do you want to give some money back? I don't know why they're giving a dividend cut. It feels like they're not doing anything. I guess they just wanted to do a buyback. So they, I don't know if they're raising the money from the dividend cut or what, but very interesting. I don't think I've ever seen that in 21 years. And in the same headline where I see a buyback and a dividend cut. But that's what we saw last night with IP. Uh
2: look at the pre-market action It kind of, or excuse me, the after hours, you gotta pop just over fifty-six forty. Uh, but if I was launching this stock, I'd be saying, man, I want to get this thing over fifty-seven. I don't know if this you know if the this news is obviously you're not gonna do it right away, trading at fifty-five seventy-four, but man, I mean, not one, not two, not three. Not six, but nine highs at the $57 area, huge institution. I don't know if they're, or institutions, I don't know if they're moving off that number or not. But uh, that's what you need to take. Take out on the downside here, yesterday's low. I mean, your lows have been coming up, so you've had higher lows. Uh, I'd use 55.16. As uh, as a potential, you know, if the market goes in decline and this goes in decline, but fifty-seven really standing out to me in uh, in IP international paper.
1: All right, it is. You better go eight twenty-nine, Joel. Why don't Run you pull, on, pull up some short-term charts? We uh, will. We go short-term here. here. Here's here's the situation for the CPI print. Okay, so the expectations for this morning. Are for CPI for the month of September to come in on an, on an annualized basis at 5.3%. That would be uh, 0.3% uh, month over month, but four, 5.3% annualized. Uh, if we get that number, that would be the same as the prior month. That would be the same as August, because that's what we got to August, 5.3%. It would be lower than July, which was 5.4%. Um, and also, uh in June, June, we had, um I believe we also had 5.4% uh in, in, in June. Right. So
2: it's hot. It's a hot number. It's hot. Oh man.
1: I, I, you know what? I was so busy reading that I have taken my eyes off my other, I've only got three screens here, which I know it seems like a lot, ooh. but it's is, it is really not when you're streaming a your show. You know so, what? We're
2: still staying within a couple, ooh, a couple point range here. I uh, just got a pop 5375. That stands as your current high. We're looking for to breach this. 53. Okay, so so it looks like
1: it, it looks like it was in line. Uh, okay. I, I didn't I didn't even finish giving you the uh, the 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 estimates for like core CPI, which excludes food and energy, but that came in in line at point at four percent, which is right where we were expecting. Um, Non-core, just regular CPI. All right, it was a smidge. A smidge hot, five point four percent. So remember, five point three percent was your estimate. Five point four percent was your actual. So we're basically back to where we where we were in June and July, in terms of annualized inflation rate. So, so okay, this is now like the what is it, the fourth or fifth month in, in in a row now that we've been over five percent on on CPI. So, you know, I it's getting harder and harder to make the argument that inflation is transitory. So again, not only did the CPI number come in uh, above the estimate, but it came in above last month's number. It actually came in higher than last month. Of course, CPI was
2: in line, um, but but still, I mean... You know what? The, I mean, the futures are moving here. I don't know if there's something wrong with my stock quotes here or something. I mean, I see the futures ripping around pretty good, but It seems like people have yet to make their. Maybe I'm looking at the wrong stocks. I'm looking at JP Morgan, and that's not really moving off this. It's hanging out at 166.30. Uh, I got the good access boost. You did make a new pre market high by a buck. 53.75 went to 54.75 we're really back where we started i mean you know looking at the you know my levels and looking at the charts here i mean we're stuck i mean this market is is stuck you know we had those inside days last week we broke out it looked like we were ripping right back up to 4500 they brought it in we looked weak yesterday you know at least in the after hours they couldn't have filed through to the downside. I I mean, this, that's the only way I could put it. It's just this market is just stuck in the bottom. Now you're getting some selling coming in just a little bit. J.P. Morgan bumps up just a tad. Uh now we're coming back. Forty three forty three forty-three forty-three seventy-five was the spike. So this is the the one minute bar you had. I'd be interesting to see if uh if Triple D got some uh some trades off in this because I, I just don't I don't see I don't see Apple Apple's moved a little bit lower. Microsoft is still holding on to its gains. Uh what else do we got here? Um
1: so it looks like the biggest reason for the surprise, uh, if you can call it surprise, right, a a uh, um higher number than expected on an annualized rate. It was just energy. It was just fuel prices. Yeah, that's it. Looked, it. Right. Yep. It, it looks like everything else was pretty much accounted for. And that's not to say it's not high, but it's what the market was expecting. Okay. Right? So it looks like energy is just the, the – the culprit here, if you're going to call this a hot number, which I guess you, I guess you
2: can. I did, I did initially just because yeah. of that, you know, the reaction. Um, you know, yeah. the bonds are, the bonds are, you know, the TLT is just, uh, just holding in here. I don't know. I mean, I thought we could get get some more action today with you know the JP Morgan uh, earnings and the CPI number and. I think we're just, where were we at? Well, let me change this here to the 15 minute chart. I think we're, I think we're within a point and a half. Where were we? Uh, this is when the number, I'd like to see where we Actually, started you know, you know, out the 830, 830 bar. Uh, we started out at 4850. Now we're turning south. Uh, we're going to be testing the close here at 4075. So, I don't know. We were surprised to see the market up with all the negative news. Now they're not liking the CPI. Now it looks like uh, we're coming down to test the close. And, uh, you Maybe the market's finally made up its mind. What way
1: it I, wants to go? I, I'm going to take that back. Energy actually, I don't think was the problem. It was it was food. Because energy, I'm, I'm looking now at the breakdown uh, in the actual report, and the, energy actually uh, le- lessened. On an annualized rate inflation got, uh, decreased from September uh,
4: from August to September. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming, I wish I'd used Indeed. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility all at Indeed.com P-R-E-P. Just go to Indeed.com P-R-E-P right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com P-R-E-P. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
0: Maryland only new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly for help. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor promotional, not available in Washington, D.C.
1: Remember food, though, increased. Uh, If you look at food, um, CPI uh, in in food was uh, for August was 0.4% and in September was 0.9%. So it looks like food is is the culprit here. That's why if you take out food, and take out energy, the the, the number is, is 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 normal, is what we were what we were looking for. But mm-hmm. food appears to have been the culprit here uh, in September, rising food prices. So there's that. And again, now this is what like the fifth month in a row we've had uh, CPI above five percent on the annualized rate. So you know, it's I, I could stomach the transitory argument for a month for two months, for three months, or, or maybe four months. But, you know, we're getting to be on month five now. And it's it's harder and harder to not, like, scoff at any tr- transitory argument that the Fed is making. And I know that they've tried to come off that a little bit. I, I, I forget who said it. Was it Ballard? It may have been somebody else. Who came Ballard in the other, came, came in came in the other day though, and said, "Yeah, we we think it's going to go longer than than we thought, or, or we're not really sure." Um, yeah, I, I my 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 take a few months ago was, <clears throat> I still kind of thought it would be transitory. Um, it's just hard to know in the moment, but that was three four months ago. Right now, by now, so. I mean, it's. It, it, I don't know. I mean, it, it, it's. We're we're still in the thick of it. Where inflation hasn't really gone down. It actually went up from August to September. Now most of that was food, but that's where that's the way it Triple is. Triple D, so, what did you Yeah, I, mean, I was looking and, at some
3: of the stocks. And the stocks aren't responding because the the futures haven't picked a direction. Okay. So when you're chopping around, so if you're doing pre-market arbitrage between the indexes, which obviously is a lot of stocks that are thinner, you're not going to see a huge response to the stocks when you're seeing the index go like, oh, oh, uh-huh. up three, four, down no, no, no. Okay, people are not just going to jump and start hitting the stocks, you know, for, for the most part, until they start to pick a direction here. So they're trying to pick a direction, but really, it's been kind of a muted response. I mean, when you look at it, yeah, we've had a 10 point range off of it, but it, it could have, you know, but some of these, we've had a lot more violent ranges than that. So it's been kind of actually, we chop, but it's been a, it's been a tight shop, really. So and the market hasn't picked a direction. It almost looked like it wanted to go red there a minute ago, and now we're bouncing again. So I, I and you analyze it and you think, okay, it, it's a little bit of a hot number, but it's not completely, you know, you know, crazy. Like we've had some of these numbers going, whoa. So, you know, we're a little bit above expectations. And I don't know, I didn't, I was listening to your food conversation, so I can't comment on whether it's food or what it is. But Uh, yeah, it it appears to have food has been the
1: the primary culprit.
3: Anybody who's still preaching to you that, you know, this inflation is transitory isn't going to go just disappear in in three months (laughs) it's harder is is one lying to you or two doesn't know what they're talking about because it's not transitory i mean we are in the most inflationary period we've seen in 30 years right now and i can you know you go in there and everything keeps going up you know and it's not just you know building costs in the case of you know me building the house but it's everything you know like we were talking the other day used cars you know who makes money on a used car So, I mean, and yeah, you can blame the supply chain. You can blame a lot of things for it. But it's kind of like the perfect environment for inflation. You have a, a consumer that has changed their mindset to a certain extent. You have a consumer that is paying for physical goods instead of experiences because there's not as many people doing as many things as they were doing before. And people are liking spending money and having physical stuff and doing physical things. So... I, I think that I think it sticks for a while I think it's sticky and that's why I keep saying it's about changing your portfolio to be better suited for the environment and I think you're still looking I'm still buying commodity type stocks on pullbacks. I'm still selling tech stocks on rips and I think you continue to do that until the data starts to show that you know this inflation is in check and I don't think it's going to get in check anytime soon.
2: Uh, you know, gold once again, just, uh, just toying with the longs here, uh, got up to 1778.50, got right near that high from a couple of days ago and then back down now up only 320. So your gold inflation hedge, uh, not working out, not not working out. Bitcoin didn't move off that. Now, now the sprues are feeling heavy, Dennis. It just feels like in this market, yeah, I know you're getting people buying the dip, but I think the rip, I just these rips here, it feels like the money is coming down. Like, you know, it's out there. The offers are out there. They're willing to sell, they're, they're willing to buy the dips and stuff. But it feels like the offers are just coming down, and now we are going red here on the session. I've uh, given back a lot of those gains. We didn't get to yesterday's high. I, we're, we're now uh, we're now in the red after that. So the market has made its decision that. It doesn't like the CPI no. number. And they no, don't the market like hasn't made any
3: decision at all. I completely disagree with everything you just said. I think you're going to see a lot more chop. I don't think we can you know, clearly say just because we dipped to the red the market has made its decision. The market doesn't know what to do with this number. That's why it went up. It went down. That's I think it's you're going to continue to be in this environment. If you're full-on bearish and you're selling in the hole, you're doing it wrong. I think I'm going to continue to be a broken record on this show for a very long time. And you've got to be buying dips, and selling rips until further notice. In 2020, it was the buy the dip market and then hold, 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 because they continue to go higher. And if you were selling the rips, you're regretting it three days later. Remember us saying that last year, Joel? It's like, I sell a stock, I regret it three days later because the stock is higher. We are not in that market environment anymore. We are in a contrarian market this is we haven't seen a full on contrarian market for a while we saw little glimpses of it in 2019 2018 before covid started there was some you know a, a few pauses in the big running bull market right. but we're in a contrarian market now where you're seeing just a lot of chop a lot of no directional trades and if you're buying breakouts and you're selling breakdowns you're probably doing it backwards too because a lot of these are fake breakouts and fake breakdowns so I think you continue to fade moves. And that means selling the rip and buying the dip. I'll keep repeating it because it continues to work.
1: Oh, wait. chat's asking about used cars. So <laughs> I, I'm looking at the report right now. Uh, I, I can go through by segment. The used car uh, market is still absolutely bonkers insane. On an annualized basis, basis we're still up 24.4% uh, year over year. But the silver lining there is that we the used car uh, inflation in used cars has actually gone down now, uh, one two three months in a row, so so it is getting better. But it is still absolutely bonkers if you look at it on on an annualized basis. Um, I just want to go through the go through the, the, the different segments here and tell you where what segments are better or worse. Then the overall headline number again, five point four percent was the overall headline number for September. Uh, what's better and what's worse than that, right? And and by worse I mean higher than that. The better, better I mean lower than that. Um, food inflation overall is not that is not as bad. It's four point six percent. Energy is is still absolutely insane. It's twenty four percent annualized. Um, used cars obviously insane. I just said. Uh, medical services are. Not as bad. Only 0.9% uh, annualized. Um, transportation, not as bad. Um, apparel, not as bad. Uh, it's really just cars and it's energy on an annualized basis that are just ripping our faces off right now. Um, so uh, they've gotten better. Energy's gotten better the last couple of months, but uh, s- same with used cars, but still just ripping our faces off. Um that's where it's, that's where it's being felt the most probably. Um, but there are segments that are that are doing better than the average just well obviously because it's an average number. so um, just wanted to throw that out there. People were asking about used cars. used cars are still bonkers bonkers because you can't
3: get the new ones.
1: Yeah, bonkers hot but hey silver linings down three months so- in a row. Some of these
3: problems do fix themselves if we do figure out the supply chain issues. You know, the used car market isn't going to be as bonkers, obviously, as it would be otherwise. So, some of these problems, I do believe, do fix themselves. I don't think you're going to continue to see the inflation rate, maybe that, in in, in certain parts of the economy that we've been seeing. We know building costs are just absolutely insane. Concrete, you know, and maybe there's my builder telling me, but I've had multiple uh, people it's up like 50 to 60 percent year over year i mean it's an insane number to think about like we've been giving you know the the electrical you know a lot of love on this show with the inflation we've seen there we've been giving the lumber which has come back down to a certain extent but you know concrete it's like so many things but you know used cars is the thing that really blows me away and i think that does fix itself once obviously you know gm and ford put out the production of the cars that they want but now haven't have chip issues i think You're going to start to see some of those problems fix themselves. But this mindset of rising prices is out there. And there is businesses that probably don't actually have the input inflation that other businesses have, but they can use it as an excuse to raise prices as well. So you're seeing a little bit of price gouging probably in that way happen as well.
1: Obviously, this amount of inflation is not okay. Uh, To anyone who thinks that any inflation is bad, I would disagree. But inflation to this extent is obviously not good. I was just trying to tell you what is better than the average, what is worse than the average, to give you a feel for where, where the pain is being felt the most. It's being felt the most in used cars, in energy, um and, and and that's basically it. Use cars and energy right now is our are, are by far those markets are just bonkers. But um hey, getting a little bit better. trying to find the silver lining here. Um it's eight forty-five. Let's talk about plug power and Ballard power uh this morning. Because I saw someone mention it in the chat. We we talked about it on the pre pre market show. Plug power caught an upgrade this morning. I forget who it was. Let me check right now. It was Morgan Stanley giving, giving uh, Plug a $40 price target. So Plug and Ballard are both moving higher off of that.
2: And let's pull up that chart. Look at the run this thing has had.
3: Plug's been moving. Yeah. And and you know what? Jim Cramer helps it along too. I mean, he had the CEO on Plug Power two, three days ago and people start, you know, it it was a retail-loved stock. So when these CEOs get on mad money, they can be a catalyst as well. Obviously, there's been some news here too, but this Plug Power has really been popping. But again, if you're going to come in now, it's $24 five days ago. Now it's 32. So you just saw a 30% rise in three days. This is not the environment where stocks that are going up 30% go up 50%. It's more the environment where stocks that go up 30%, come back in 20% and if I was just you know and obviously we don't have a crystal ball we don't know anything but I've been burned chasing moves in this market a lot of times this is not the market to chase
2: Nothing to lean on up here except for the pre-market high at 32.65, and we're starting to leak off that level as we speak at 31.75. So the bulls got some lifting to do if they could take that out. Maybe get a look at 33.28. But just a, what a what a great run this has had, and I mean now you're coming with the upgrade. I mean all these people are. Very happy about that. 32.65 pre-market high. Use that as a target. Yeah,
1: plug in BDP. BDLP? Yeah, sorry, BDLP because they moved together. BLDP. they You're both dyslexic today. Whatever, whatever.
3: We'll give Spencer a break. break. Give me a break. Come on. We'll give him a break. Joel, we don't give any breaks. That's the thing. COVID brain's a thing. It's just yeah. like
2: you ate my chop my head off because I said, Wow, the market looks a little bit weak here. I don't know where to buy the dip, though. Is the dip at under forty three hundred where all these lows are? You know, the lows from last week.
3: I think you have your targets on your stocks and you're looking at levels and you're using Joel Alcon and level analysis, which he's going to teach more of that on Saturday. He's actually going to teach you how to derive your levels. So it's a good segue to advertise our event once again on Saturday morning at premarketprep.com. But, I mean, there's so many, you know, there's stocks that come into support and then the support holds. And we talked about this AMD 100. Just sitting there, sitting there, sitting there. And then all of a sudden it starts going off. Robinhood 40. We talked about the Robinhood 40 for a while. This has been like the rock of Gibraltar. You know what? It's going to challenge it again. You think on like the seventh time, maybe it's going (laughs) to take it out this time. Look how quiet that is. But what I say is, once they hold three times and you're making money buying off that level, you do it every time until it breaks. Because I once did GE off a level I'm not I kidding, it I think 19 up. times in a row. It was back like I don't know, like a decade ago. And I I bought it off this level, and it was an intraday level, 19 times in a row before it broke. And I'm making money every time, picking up 50 cents a buck, my 50 cents a buck, picking up 50 cents a buck. And then eventually, and this was when it was like a hundred dollar stock. Uh, but I mean it is a hundred
2: dollar stock again. It's a hundred
3: dollar stock again because of reverse split. But here's Robin Hood. If you've been buying this off this 40. I think you continue to do it until you see a 39 print, and then you're like, okay, it's through it. That was fun. It was fun while it lasted. And continue to, you know, just get in there and sell the pop. Get in there and sell the pop. So Robin is going to try 40 again. Maybe this is the time it's going to break it. But it's been one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, like eight times already. It hasn't broken 40. I'm not going to say it's going to be Look the time that. on the ninth time that's actually going to break. That it meets. It's a solid level when it holds eight times in a row
2: uh you know uh g got two said yesterday he came did out, it? yeah it what'd he did. say did he yeah,
3: i think he what? and
1: did i he might not something? i might be wrong
3: he could have dreamt uh, that up i i, I don't i, don't
1: I think, I, I, think he, he, I think he <laughs> gave <laughs> it
2: i think he gave it a 55 dollar price target
3: look where where we need to what? verify this chat can you help us out I, on this one i, I, I did you know not what? hear what is that? it in pro
2: Joel it, may be well, refer- the
3: problem is Joel has these dreams at <laughs> night. He confuses dreams with reality sometimes, so we have to verify. <laughs> okay. I'd say eighty percent of the time, though, it is reality, so that's why it's worth checking. Please um, Joel, help me Joel, out. Joel yeah.
1: maybe Joel maybe referring to like um uh, uh, uh if he was on TV
2: right? But, yeah, yeah. I was. I saw it on CNBC. Um. I, you know what? Though, He's
3: really hesitant on this one, though. You
2: His know what? Body though?
3: language says I'm not sure. If you know what? He I don't that.
1: think that was new, though. I don't think that was new.
3: No, Maddie says you're right. Maddie says you're right. All right. Slowback says Joel's daydreaming again, so we don't know. We have one, <laughs> one for Joel's right, two if you think Joel is daydreaming. So we're gonna do a vote in the chat. If you think Joel is right on the two fifty-five dollar price target, and he didn't dream it up. Put a one. If you think it is daydreaming, you're
2: confusing.
3: Maybe it wasn't new.
2: I think I was on (laughs) CNBC yesterday. yesterday.
1: Joel, you need to go ahead and buy Lucid Motors. You're lucid dreaming over here, man.
3: (laughs) Man. Money Mitch has voted that you're dreaming too. The chat doesn't know what to do with this. Here's what
1: I think. Here's what I think. I think Joel's right, but I think he was not a new price target. Okay. Um, okay.
2: All right. Here we go. You guys are, you know what? I, I just may. We quit. like to
3: pick on you, Joel. I'm uh,
1: sorry. Wait,
2: wait. I, I just may quit right now. I just may walk off. I may <laughs> put. Look at this. Okay. What are you is guys looking at, an, at my screen? Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, we see
3: it. We see it. Is that from last year?
2: And what's the date on it? <laughs> <laughs> oh,
3: oh, continue
2: reading. Oh, it, you, gotta <laughs> Joel, you got to play.
4: What's the date on it, Dennis?
1: It. <laughs> Joel, what does you that, know, that say? Joel. You're not signed in. No, 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 Joel. I, I'm agreeing with you. I said I think you, what you said is okay. right.
3: You're out an the
1: but but it wasn't an, it wasn't. No, it was on TV target.
2: too. Okay, fine. I don't know where. I, maybe I thought I saw 55. Okay, but it when was on right. there. It is there. It is. Okay. You see it right there. Did you see it? it, yes, we, it, I, saw uh, it. we saw it. Screen. We, we okay, saw it. We saw so. it. We
1: saw it.
3: Okay, it looks like he's correct. Okay. Uh, hey,
1: let's let's go back in the chat here. Someone Murk was asking, on on you. Someone asking about again. I always apologize to you
3: for picking on you. Sorry. Someone
2: was asking about Merck in the chat. Yeah, Jackie you know what? Closed. Your mom's gonna come on down, you like a hammer. Yeah,
3: I try to send me a
2: text right now. Oh, Stop God. picking on Joel. She's gonna. You're gonna get grounded. <laughs> well, you don't go <laughs> anywhere anyway, so it doesn't make and any COVID been Grounded news. for a year, year and bad. a half.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yep uh okay what wait Joel, um, I i i need you to read because you the baron thing you i lost your chart so bring it back up and then let's let's look at Merck.
2: okay Merck Merck has been leaking here let me get my charts back up here uh the it's under 80 bucks now right i was looking at it yesterday um, let me bring up. There we go. We got to get. The it was G another out.
3: opportunity to sell the rep. We talked about it yes. that day. I specifically said if this wasn't in my long term portfolio, I'd be ringing the register on the six point rep. It is starting to come back. I do believe it eventually fills the gap all the way down to seventy seven dollars. Um, I think you're selling the rep on this thing. There's no rep here today, but I th- think you're I, I think it fills the gap.
2: You know, Talking what, completely
3: uh, against my book. Yeah, because what I'm was interesting? Um,
2: what? Uh... What was interesting about it was it had those big opens and it had you know we're going back to four five six days and it had the rips and it had some higher moves but it it never it would always close below the open and and you know on heavy volume so to me that indicates yeah like oh like this the sellers were like okay yeah open this puppy up yeah get it up higher because I got stock that I've been sitting on since uh, you know two thousand. 18, you know, and 5560, and this is just a dream. So uh it's filling the gap. It's just just slow, slow here. Slow league. Uh SP's back to unchanged again at 4075. Chopping so around. Chopping around. But this 4330 and 4340 handle. We have been seeing a lot of that. A lot of The that. word of
3: the day is chop. It was the same word we used last week. It was the same word we used last month. Chop, chop, chop. It chop. could be that. Chop, you know chop. what?
2: It could be that for a long time. Yeah. I mean, we don't necessarily have to rip back to do all time highs, and we don't. I, and, you know, and we don't necessarily have to, you know, have to take out the lows from last week and and go down. Uh, you know, the market has a lot of periods where it just does nothing and sure feels like we're in that now. Well, who knows how long it will persist.
3: Throw your trading fork away and start eating with trading chopsticks. That is my tip of the day. And my mother just said stop picking on jokes. i joking. <laughs> Uh, all right I'm sorry, okay let's do okay some... we have five minutes for ticker time okay ticker time.
1: Dre, dre day is asking us to look at avis i guess dre we day. Should. i like that i guess we we should look at avis because we're looking at car again we're looking at cars inflation it just
3: it goes up every day this has been the, the sh- like it, it doesn't get any love about the short squeeze of short squeezes anybody who shorted a car thinking that, well, it's going to go the same way as Hertz has been absolutely annihilated. You don't want to talk about Captain Kirk going to space. It's Ava's budget that's going to space as well. The stock goes up every day, ripping higher another 10 bucks yesterday. I don't even think there's headlines. It just goes. I don't know when it stops, but this has been a rocket ship. It will come back down to earth eventually, but holy mackerel, never short of stock making new all-time highs. And you know what? When it broke out from 100, we talk about how breakouts haven't been working. Here is one, one that worry. went up 50% in 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14 trading days. That is absolutely nothing short of incredible. Wow. What, uh, I what a move
2: in the stock. I'm so glad I'm not shorted. Uh, for this one, wow, it did have a big range yesterday. I mean, the only thing well, made a, a new all time closing high by 10 bucks. And the volume was pretty good too. One of the best volume days that it had. So the high was right near, just keep track of those closes, those all time closing highs. Right now it's 153.39. So, you know, maybe if it kind of starts to fail and not hold that area, but I'm close right near the high. I'm to tell you, when last time we traveled, that line was really long to get uh, at Avis. So they're, they're doing it right. I not I don't know what the person wants to, wants off this. If you have a target at one fifty three eighty five, then then take your target, but this is a rocket ship.
3: Hey guys, I just want to jump in here right quick. About a week or so ago, we were looking at HTZZ. Look at it now. Yeah, it hurts. Yeah, look at it now. Okay. This is off board, just running. Starting starting Aye. to get a little run there. Yeah, I don't buy yeah. anything that's bankrupt, though. I don't buy. No, no, they're so much, out, but...
1: Dennis. They're out. They're out of bankruptcy.
3: Okay, in any regard, it's not listed on the regular market. It's listed it's OTC Amex. It's not even on the regular Amex. It's on OTC Amex. That's, so... that's correct. But they that are stuff of... is thin. That stuff is wild. That stuff is not for me.
1: Okay, uh, but good call out, Mitch. Hey, a couple more from the nice chat. Call out, Mitch. Good, good. A couple more from the chat, and then we have some announcements to make. Um, let's go with Mastercard here. How's M A doing? I think it's been stuck in a range, right? Kinda
2: choppy. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, in the middle. In the middle of nowhere. Middle of nowhere. Yeah, 360. Yeah. Need to clear three sixty. Oh, that was real quick. I don't know. I mean it it came off the low, it failed at three sixty. I mean, if you feel like this low of the move was, you know, that was it. I mean, you can lean on that three thirty five sixty two currently trading 345
1: okay i mean david's asking us to look look at bitcoin we looked at bitcoin at the top of the show i don't know it hasn't done anything since then really it's just you know we're we're down a smidge for the day but um we always Uh, i'll
2: do i'll I'll give you a level here and pick i mean it's i mean for the 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 speed that it went up it surely is not coming down very hard uh this is just the futures here so i don't know what the 24 hour chart looks like on it but for the futures, 54K. I mean, as long as you stay above 54K, you got to be in a bullish camp. Okay, couple of announcements we got
1: to make quick. First, obviously, as Dennis uh, mentioned uh, earlier uh, in the show, the uh, Saturday pre-market prep, uh, three and a half hour webinar this coming Saturday, uh, premarketprep.com. I'll put the uh, the image up on the screen. Uh, three and a half hours of Dennis, of Joel, and Rob Friesen and talking. Really, just going more in depth on their strategies and how they trade. If you want a a teaser, you're like, well, I didn't, I didn't do the first one. I didn't. I don't really know what to expect. Here's what you can get: a teaser. Okay, two o'clock Eastern time today. Dennis and Joel are doing their very first Twitter Spaces on Dennis's. Twitter account I understand is that right I've
3: never done a spaces before so this could go very bad <laughs> I, I
2: <know. laughs> it, it if you want to watch
3: if you want to watch me mess up a
4: space
2: no it's 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 only verbal no, I think it's video, too.
1: No,
3: it? it's not.
2: It's not. It's, it's not. not. Still, we don't know even that. know that. All right. On that note, good, good, I'm going to head off and uh, cover all these things <laughs> oh, uh, on pre-market Prep class. We'll you know later.
1: what? I'll, I'll put a link to the spaces. I, I, you can already generate links. I'll, I'll put a link in the chat there. It's in the chat right now, 2 o'clock Eastern time. If you've never done What's spaces, I, I put in the chat. Um, if okay. you've never done spaces, check it out. I, I, I think they're great, honestly. Uh, I, I probably check out spaces couple times a week there so the some spaces
3: is free today we're yeah it's do a free it's, new, yeah yep. we'll talk a little bit of stocks we're gonna do a preview obviously of what we're gonna talk about it's not gonna be a ton of education because we're gonna save all the education but we'll tell you what we're talking about and we'll do a little bit of stock talk as well at two o'clock on the benzinga twitter i believe as well i believe it's going to I, i'm not 100 but anyways Oh, i guess you got it right there the link yeah the so link is right there link. in the chat too that PM link is time. free the educational webinar on Saturday is $99. Okay. All right. And it's that's good. because we're putting a lot of work into it. We can't I wish we could do everything for free all the time, but you know, it just doesn't work out that way. We actually have some ex- serious time and money put into, you know, when we're putting t- together educational webinars. So, it's $99. I know it, some people say, "Oh, I get free web education everywhere." I don't give free education anywhere. I don't give like I give pre-market prep I give you little ideas. I give you stock ideas. I don't sit there and do three and a half hours of education ever for free. Because especially on the especially I, on the side I can't it. afford to do it for free. So, and people have asked me for mentoring nonstop. I don't do mentoring for the simple reason is that I just it, it, it's tough because what can I what what do I charge for mentoring? I've always had this conversation. I'm like, I could sit there, but I've got family time. I'm trading full time. I don't have the time to do it. So for me to do mentoring, I would probably have to charge like $2,000 an hour and nobody would ever pay that. So that's why the webinar at $99, you're going to get us for three hours. We group everybody together and there's lots of obviously education in there. So I don't think $99, I think it's, I would have put it higher than that, but $99 is the price on Saturday. So you get what you pay for if you're getting free education, I always say out there. And yes, we give a lot of good stuff on premarketprep.com or we give a lot of stuff, you know, on the pre-market show but we don't give this stuff on prep. on the premarket prep show.
1: So again, 2 p.m. Eastern time today. Benzinga's Twitter, Dennis's Twitter, the link is in the chat, but also premarketprep.com. Here, I'll play it up on the screen once again uh, on Saturday. There it is. Yeah, premarketprep.com. If you can't be uh, there,
3: you will be able to get the recording. And again, I know some people said that they didn't get the recording from the first one. You just send us your email, email Joel Joel Benzinga.com and if you're on the list from the first one you will we still have the recording we can send it out yeah so we have the first event recorded this one will be recorded as well you will get a recording um so yeah so there you go so if you can't be there live you get the recording too
1: okay dennis have a great rest of your day second announcement i want to make is the benzing academy capital conference is tomorrow it actually kind of starts today We're going to be airing our virtual track today at 4.30 p.m. Eastern, but for the in-person stuff tomorrow and Friday, like today is the last, I I mean, unless you want to risk showing up without a ticket and buying one at the door, which may or may not work for you, uh, today is is your last day to buy tickets, so bzcannabis.com to get your ticket today um we're going to be doing it's weird it, it's going to be a learning experience for us because it's our very first hybrid event right we've done the in-person we've done the virtual we've never done both at the same time that's what that's what this is it's going to be a uh, in-person event and a virtual event there's going to be uh in-person stuff that is streamed um but that's all you get you don't get the networking the, the face time the one-on-one that sort of thing um so easycamus.com to learn more about it, who's going to be there to, uh, tomorrow and Friday. Uh, that's going to be a wrap for us here. I'm going to end the show live training with Benzinga with Mitch, Ryan, Zunaid starting right now. I'll be back on stream at around 10, 20 or so, and then I'm going to run with David Green from 10.30 to, to 11 uh, today. Uh, so I'll see you guys there, everyone. But you know what? I haven't asked for likes. It's, it's hard for me because I'm I don't have my usual setup. I can't really see all all that I want to see. Right. 255 likes right now. Can we get to 300 likes? I think we can. I mean, I'm doing the show from home, streaming from home. It ain't easy. And I'm powering through for you all. So get me to 300 likes. I would appreciate that. Um, and, yeah, please remember all the information from our showmen to be used as informational purposes, not for investing or trading advice. Once again, everyone, Masterworks.io. I put the link in the chat at the top and put the link also in the description of this video. It's there. Masterworks.io. Check it out. Invest in art without being a billionaire. You can do it. All right. That's a wrap here. Live trading starting right now. Everyone, have a good rest of your day. Good luck at the open. Stay green. I'll see you guys back on stream in like an hour and a half.
5: Did you know nearly all stock price changes of 10% or more result from a single news headline? That's right. News headlines have a unique ability to drive stock prices up or down. These news catalysts create trading opportunities every day. All you need is a little help to reach out and take them. And if you're looking to grow your portfolio, it doesn't matter if your investment budget is small or big. An easy-to-read stream of news headlines will increase your opportunities to profit from price changes in the stock market, consolidate a knowledge-based investment strategy, and grow your portfolio. All you need is Benzinga Pro and its powerful news alerts, price tracking, and portfolio monitoring.